You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. I'm Micah. I'm Andy. Got the, the crew here today. What are we talking about? We are talking about a bunch of bull crap, really. And now you're getting into it, too? Is that what you're doing? You're going to do the dad jokes? I don't see how that was a dad joke. That's pretty <laughs> pretty, pretty relevant. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of rabbit holes. Yep. Didn't accomplish much, but you know what? We had a good time. That's what it's all about. It's an awesome show, I I think. We wallow around a little okay. bit. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. There, there okay, it is. There, there's the dad joke. Yeah. But no, this episode, uh, we were talking about our elk trip that we were about to go on. Actually, whenever you listen to this, we will be on our elk trip. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it basically just a bunch of, uh, you know, we're talking about our excitement with with this elk trip. It's the excitement, the experience, the stories that we go through. We hash them out every year, it seems like, but it... Uh, Never gets old. Yep. Yep. And we were joined today by our buddies Pat and Russell. So. Yeah. Pat's first time on the show. We've talked about him before. Yep. On other episodes, and then Russ has been on the show before in our Black Widow episode. So, you know, you're going to hear these guys right. just more than once. Um, they they'll join us from time to time. So and to make relevant some some references, Pat's the one who went first time last year and within three hours killed his first elk. Uh, yep. that's kind of unheard of and, uh, he likes to rub that in. Yeah. And you'll hear him rub that in, in the show. So within the first minute could be the last yeah. time he's ever on. <laughs> Let's time. Who it. knows? Let's time it. See how long it takes. <laughs> and then, uh, um, we'll just kind of, you'll just hear us BS, have some fun. So enjoy it. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. Let's do it.
All right, folks. Excited about this one today. Got the normal guys with us, Andy and Micah. What's up, fellas? Howdy, howdy. Hey there. And we've got uh, Russell again with us. Hey, What's Jen? up, man? And now we have another part of the, the group uh, making his co-hosting, or what do you call it, guest hosting debut, our buddy Pat Slivkov. What's up, How's man? How's it going? The Russian. The Russian. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, uh, today's episode is, I mean, kind of just a BS session, honestly, but we are, when everybody's going to be listening to this show, we are going to be on our Colorado uh, archery elk trip. Hopefully so, the day this releases. The day this be, releases, uh, we will hunting, be hunting. Like the actual yeah, season. Well, it doesn't start no, on be that day. It'll be the day. The day yeah. after. The day after, okay. But bad. the day this releases will be the day we go out of cell service for the next two weeks and um, yep. or hopefully. Hopefully packing meat some meat out. Back. Yeah. You know, so, like an hour and a half in. It's all good. So, yeah. we're. we're oh, like, you already brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> that we'll took that. less Bro than two shot. minutes. Took less Pat than two minutes. Less than two minutes to bring up his uh, first year success. <laughs> uh, but we're recording this about a week early. Um, so we're just going to talk about our excitement and some of the stuff we're planning on doing and what goes into it, the planning and yeah, you know, and our like hope that. is, I know this is a Missouri podcast, um, but we love elk hunting and we're hoping this gets people that live in Missouri to go out of their comfort zone and travel and maybe do some elk hunting or right. out of state hunting at least. Exactly. Missouri obviously is our main state. I mean, we love everything here, but we also like to, to spread our wings and venture out if, a little if we bit. can. Right. Yeah. And, we're hoping that this a is... peacock. Is, gotta let me fly. <laughs> of a peacock boss. Gotta let me fly. Um, and we're hoping that this is just the beginning of uh, maybe an elk series. We don't We don't know. Depends on how successful we are out in Colorado. Right. But, you know, if we have some success, you might hear some uh, Tales of the Chases uh, episodes about how uh, that success went. Some close calls we might have. Just depends on what we... What we see out there, how that goes. So, so if you don't hear anything, we did real bad. <laughs> we did well, not do good. Yeah, don't let's, ask us about it. We let's don't define <laughs> success here because success, I mean, Missouri deer season, we're all pretty, I mean, seasoned deer hunters. Everybody listening, I imagine, you know, pretty good success rate. Colorado over-the-counter archery, which is what we do. Mm-hmm. On public land. On public land. Average is about 10% success rate, if I'm not mistaken. 100%. <sighs> One time, this guy. This is going to be the last time. Oh, by the way, we should probably back up a minute and let Pat introduce himself. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Let's get to know Pat a little bit more. So, Pat, tell the listeners who you are, what you do for a living, and um, we have everybody do this. I think I had Russell do it, too. What's your favorite thing about the Missouri outdoors? All right. Well, I'm Pat Slivkov. Um, I dig holes for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's a gravekeeper. I worked for a telecommunications company. And uh, my favorite thing about the outdoors, honestly, is just, like, being out there. I mean, not so much seeing or anything, just the escape from the everyday life where you can just relax for a few hours and not have kids screaming or, you know, the wife getting on to you for something. But, you know, it's a good good escape, and it's even better when you can enjoy it with friends. So, Yeah, I think that's probably what is most fun about this elk trip for I mean, me is, yeah, the the hunting's awesome, but being out there with you guys is is, you know, what it's what it's about. I mean, 
I've got to hunt with each and every one of you except for Pat because he didn't hunt for more than two hours last year. No, he still no. He was. <laughs> to, I went to his all credit, but one day. Yeah, to <laughs> his credit, he still even after he tagged out, he tagged out opening day. He took the next day off to cut up, cut up meat and everything. But after that, he he helped walk around and he was willing to pack out if anybody else had success. Even though last day I wanted to kill you. Nate. You wanted to kill me last day. Yeah, when we went down that slope because you wanted to see this. <laughs> that was awesome. And then it, was, <laughs> it was straight up getting out of there. First off, I will I will say that was Russell's fault for letting me have that mountain ops. Well, no, I gave you the. You gave ops. me the mountain ops. That stuff works. Well, a little guy like you, I can see it. Actually right, well, I was ready something. to run up the mountain. No, no, you weren't. Nobody was running up that mountain. That was a steep, that was steep. mountain. So as you guys can tell, we're uh, emotionally ready, I think, to get out there. How many uh, How many of you guys are packed? We have we have roughly 10 days from today that uh, we leave. I'm pretty much done. I mean, on I've a, got some things to... On a scale of 1 to 10, I am at a 2 as far as packed. <laughs> Solid 2, though. Solid 2. I got every all my, cam- all my camo, all my clothing and stuff is at least on top of my dresser my wife asked me today she's like how long is that gonna be here I'm like, well i leave in about 10 days so, so no longer than that yeah right so we'll see yeah and then we're actually we're actually in russell's basement right now and it's literally full of hunting supplies hey we should take a picture and yeah, we'll post yeah. a picture. Of yeah, there's this is what the, that's one yeah. guy's stuff. That's one guy's stuff, right? Stuff. Yeah. Well, well can, I, Russell takes a lot of stuff that we all community wise use, and that's the big part about it. Is it? It's community stuff. I mean, um, you know, Albert goes out and cooks for us. He brings all the the yeah. kitchen stuff, and we all chip in. And bring Albert's my father in law. Russell's dad. Right. For listeners, my uncle. Yep. My buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he my friend. <laughs> And, I mean, I'm kind of, like, I got my stuff out a couple weeks ago and just slowly, that's kind of how I do things, slowly started putting stuff together. And, I mean, I'm still, you know, I don't have all my stuff checked off of my organized list that I print off every year. But, I mean, I know where everything is and it's, I could be done in half a day if I needed to be. So, I'm kind of a little bit like Russell. All my stuff's out, ready to go. It's just. I just got carried up the truck. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Andy? Scale of one to ten, what are you? Well, about a zero. You know, solid one and a half. <laughs> I feel. Uh, let's see. Today, I finally put broadheads on, so that's good. Um, pretty comfortable with them. Actually, I did better than I thought. Actually, I got the stuff. Little quirks worked out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got a new bow, yeah, right? T- let's tell everybody because <laughs> a couple episodes ago, ago yeah. you talked about what happened on the our. Or archery shoot, and you you crack them limbs. What uh, what's going on now with you? Well, uh, I went ahead and bit the bullet and just went. Uh, I got the other one. You know, warranty work was was coming, getting repaired. But I was a little nervous that time wise because we had three weeks left before. Uh, so I had to get it set up, get it shot, get the Again, parts fixed. I think it was like what twenty one days when you broke it. Yeah, twenty one days maybe till we leave when I broke it. So. I do have a left-handed bow for sale. Uh, so I went, I went and bought <laughs> a new one. Draw. I shot a couple, and uh, the new VXR this year is phenomenal, in my opinion. Uh, Pat, that's what Pat shoots. He kind of put me on it. Russell's been shooting vertex, the vertex. But I'm now the well, only one in our group, by well, the way, that yeah. does not shoot a Matthews. 
Yeah. Right. Give it the program. And I'll be honest, I <laughs> shot that thing one time, and as soon as I shot it, I, I knew that it was a fit. So, um, got it all set up. I've been, you know, slowly shooting after work between, you know, kid life, farm life, everything else. Shoot a few arrows a day and got everything kind of kind of put back together. Um, getting broadheads, you know, kind of dialed in, but uh, it's a work in progress. Got my clothes. They're all about the same status as Micah. They're in a box, but... Right. Just got to go through and make sure it's all there. Right. It's all washed, and I, I do the scent washed. I know it after that many days on the mountain doesn't matter, but I start off with a scent-free uh, clothing attire, I guess. Right. But other than that, kind of... We take my camper out there, and it's ready to go. We pack the bearings and the wheels uh, the other day. Truck goes in for good oil change on Tuesday. Got all our roof vents on. <laughs> I am missing one. Let's, let's, let's tell that story right quick. So we're not hurricane proof at this point. <laughs> <laughs> let's the tell way that story. Right it's clean. over the shitter. So <laughs> uh, tell everybody the story about the roof vent. Oh, gosh, well, what was, was it? Two years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was my years, first year. Ever. Two years oh, ago, it was raining that day, and we decided to all kind of sit in the in the camper, eat a little bit before we figured out what we we're going to do, and. Uh, we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, a little splash of water kind of comes out of the... It has a bunk bed that puts... It's a toy hauler, so it shoves up to the top. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, the drip of water comes down. We're like, where did that come from? What in the world? And uh, didn't think nothing of it. And then another one come down. And I believe... I think it was me. I stood up, and I put my hand on the mattress of that <laughs> bunk bed. And where I like went to stand up, like... The, all the water came down. Just soaked. We didn't know it. And this is the first year I just got that camper. And it was a used, I mean, I'll be completely honest with everybody. I did not pay very much. It was a salvage <laughs> title. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's. I mean, it is it too hauled to made Colorado. perfect for Colorado. It, it yeah. is. I, it gets we don't beat even, up. Yeah, gets, we don't even sleep in it. I no. Mean, we, I, it's a kitchen, basically. That's the thing with kitchen. all the gear that we take. I mean, you can spend $1,000, but you got to be able to. Tear it up, break it. Yep. Yeah. Well, it get this camper gets drugged through mud holes, up rock roads. So I mean, it was it is what it is. We didn't know that on the way out there, one of the vents above the main area had blown off. <laughs> uh, basically, it dry rotted and fell off. Uh, so we're sitting there, and I, after I did that, I look up, and that vent is just gone. So it's pouring down rain. Yeah. Then a storm hits about that. <clears throat> time even yeah worse. it starts picking up outside so we grab a uh, kind of a rubbermaid tub and run outside and i'm trying to use the only ladder we had was the ladder to get to that bunk bed <laughs> it's slipping and falling in the mud i've got a handful of your ass trying to keep you from falling <laughs> not my proudest moment <laughs> Try, so, well, being we, the tallest guy i get nominated first, yeah. i'm like i'm too short for this. nate was too short to reach it i climbed the last my camper so i feel obligated I climb it. Nathan's trying to hold me up there so I don't fall. I'm throwing a deal up there, and I think I laid a stick across it just for <laughs> something. It worked for the time being and, and fixed the problem short term, but that we've since then fixed that. But those are the kind of, I mean, looking back, I mean, then it kind of sucked. Looking back, it's hilarious. It didn't do any damage to the camper. We got the mattress dried out and had nothing. It's that secondhand fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, this sucks yeah. ass right now, but... You look back on it, you're like, that's kind of funny. It was. It was. Because yeah, I think half of you were working on his camper, and half of us were working on trying to keep the, my tent from blowing away. Yeah, we were, we were yeah. having to hold well, it down. It was ripping eyelets out of our tarps. And yeah. It was, a bad, it was a bad storm. And when it all cleared, we had to work on Nathan's four-wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> 
Except your, was that the? Was I, I want to tell you, we Red do. Can on the muffler. Yep. We have yes. a, we have an expert fabricator with us. Russell, explain your fix for a four wheeler muffler using only. Uh, you got to now listen. Minimum resources. People don't know us, so you got to explain what the problem was with that four wheeler at the time. So your brute force was extremely loud, like all week, and we're like, we got to do something with this. So he was busy doing something else, so we grabbed a Red Bull can. Here, 10 steps. Cut it out. Side cutters, actually. Kind of rolled it around this uh, exhaust. And that had a hole in it. Bailing wire. Yeah, and the exhaust had a hole. Yeah. Tighten this Red Bull can up around this hole and uh, quiet it down. It did. It, it actually was, worked really well. I think it helped it run. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it helped it run better, but. I don't know. We'll have to uh, ask the guy that you sold it to. <laughs> <laughs> that, that thing ran like a top. No, that that was fit. I fixed it. I said he got it fixed. Yeah. But, we doubled uh, up the Red Bull can, if I'm not mistaken. We put two uh, layers. Yeah, because the Red Bull's pretty thin. Yeah. <laughs> and that thing had power. I'm just saying that, that thing was awesome. Did you know that we had fixed it? I, I caught you fixing oh, it. Okay. Yeah, and he got really mad. What are you guys doing? <laughs> well, because, because, listen, because you're my brother-in-laws and buddies, I figured you were screwing with me <laughs> and not actually helping me. Yeah, they're just, you know, letting out the, all the brake fluid. Right, I'm like, oh, what are they doing right now? <laughs> Gives you wings. Yeah. yeah. So where are you at, Pat? Are you... Ready to go? Uh, I'm close. Uh, most of my clothes, I washed all my clothes, got all my clothes back besides socks and drawers. Um, I got food pre-packed for 10 days on the mountain, all my snacks, which Can't actually it. it's 1,732 <laughs> calories of snacks for each day. Wow, you broke it down that much? <laughs> I just added, I was like, I'm curious how much it's going to, how much it is. And so I could literally survive off that if I need to. I'm going to be angry because I'm going to be hungry because I'm fat. <laughs> angry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think all I got left is a few little things here and there. Um, and finish fletching <laughs> arrows, which fletchings are supposed to be here Sunday. We'll Hopefully. have that next week. Hopefully. So, oh, and I hope my broadhead, the rest of my broadhead show up sometime. You just, you just need one. Oh, yeah. Need. Hopefully. That's all I need. That's all you need. Year. Well, actually, you need, I need two. two. You need I two, two this year. You got lucky enough and you drew, yeah, you you know, drew a meal to your tag. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. I, I put in. I did not draw. Yeah. Get drawn this year. Which is, I did had, honestly thought I had no chance of drawing yeah. with yeah. no points whatsoever. Just. Shot in the dark. I figured, oh, I'll just get my name in the hat, and it worked. It's an average so, of two years in that area, I think, isn't it? I think, I think so. Like, you, I was looking at the odds on Go Hunt for that area, and it was nothing. I think it was like 0.03% or something with yeah. zero points. Well, I think that was, and, we, we both put in with future hopes in mind. Right. And then you called me that day and said, hey, man, did you get your mule deer tag? I was like, well, of course not. I didn't know. Like, he's like, oh. I'm like, you did, didn't you? He's like, yup. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll and, see, we'll and the, whole, the whole packing thing, like, listen, folks, we make it different than it has to be, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there is a group of us that go together for a reason. We like to spend that time together out there. It's not just about the hunting. You know, obviously, most of what we're doing is hunting, but it's you know, those memories you're making when you're back at camp at night or whatever. And we, so we, we do a lot of extra things. I mean, we do have quads that we take. We, there's what, seven, eight of us or whatever going. So there's a lot of, a lot of us that go. There's nine. Holy hell, nine, man. I'm bad at math. 
Eight hunters in Albert. Right. That's yeah. right. So, you know, we make it harder than it really has to be. I mean, if you were just a guy harder or, gal, or Well, I'd say it's either harder or easier the way you look at it. I mean, because if you think about it, if we wanted to go to a harder unit where you actually have to pack in and hunt on the mountain, I mean, that's that's just a different type of difficulty sure. yeah. right there. So well, that, that'd be really hard for a guy. There are some aspects yeah, I mean, that make yeah. it easier for us. Um, but if you were uh, like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't have an ATV. I can't, I don't have a trailer to get stuff out there. You don't need all that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, mean, I don't, I ride with you. I ride, you know, you've got the side by side. So I hop in with you, Brandon, he comes, he rides with, uh, Mitch. Russell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brandon, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> he rides bitch with Russell. I mean, you know, so we make it work where the guys that we have coming, right. Yeah, you're going to be comfortable, and you're going to have you know have a place to go. Well, I think what like Nate that. was saying. I mean, if if you're a single or two guys that want to go, you can, you can in jump a in a pickup truck and you can walk. I mean, we do and this you, because we like the scenery we get into. Yeah, you get in a truck, you could put a camper shell on the back, get all your gear in there. You could literally sleep in the bed of your truck if you needed to once you got there. Yep. I mean, there is, and you could hunt you know backcountry style like our buddy Frank does. Yeah, uh, hit, more which those you know wilderness areas. we like to do here and there and we might try it a little more this year but you could easily just hop in a truck and go sometimes the least amount of gear is yeah. probably easier and less of a headache less yeah to worry i mean about. we make it we make it a bit of a headache on ourselves because we do take That's a lot well, of i mean stuff. we got a lot of guys going yep. we take quads which you've got to add a truck basically on that in that scenario so we do make it harder than it uh i guess has to be yeah, but we we enjoy doing it that way. It's all about what you want out of it. Yeah, right. I mean, and, and again, I wouldn't go if I didn't like the people I went with. So I don't like you. I mean, like well, last year, <laughs> I'm <have not> speechless. <laughs> last year was my first year, and I was going off what you guys took, right? And from last year to this year, I was going through kind of what I took last year and what I was planning on taking this year, and I'm like, well, I didn't use that at all last year. There's no reason for that to go with me, and. You know, this was there. I used it once. Do I really need it this time? So I, I've backed down a little bit of what I'm taking. They didn't tell me about that. <laughs> and there's, other, there's a couple other things I'm like. So what would you take? Basically, I, right now I got two full sets of layers. Like that way, if you get caught in a rainstorm or whatever, I have a, an extra dry set. You're talking about like the layer you think like layer, under layer. layers, like no, I, no, I like have a full, full system, a layer system, okay, layer yeah. system two layer like systems from from under layers to outer layer. Um, I have two different puffy jackets in case I get caught in a rainstorm. It's 95 degrees there right now. So are you taking <laughs> that in your bag? No, 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 no. That's just like going to camp with me. Okay, my right. bag. I'll, I'll probably have a puffy in my rain gear, and then like a long sleeve. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's 95 degrees there right now. Right now. Really like a change. But that's also yeah. like... We're, I know. I'm teasing. It's just one of those things like, okay, it's been 95 degrees in August for the last how many years? And this year it's been there once. Right. Yeah. In Missouri. I mean, so... He makes a good point. I mean, I've been taking a... I called you, Russell, about this a couple weeks ago. I've been taking a pair of bibs. Yeah, why are you taking bibs? Ever since I've been going. And I called Russ and I'm like, hey... Ever since I started going, I've been taking bibs. They take up a lot of space in my tote. Um, do I really need these? <laughs> I'm like, is there a reason I'm taking these that I just can't think of? He's like, I don't even know why you're taking them. But I can tell you, me and Russell have been out there in like the third week of archery, and you need them. So it right. changes, it it, change. it changes right. so fast. 
I mean, I, I have enough to where if it does get cold, like, well, at least my upper body's not going to freeze. My legs might, but I'll, I'll get over that. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about out there that what we're doing, we're always moving. We're active. Right. You know, you can't wear what we wear here. Right. Yeah, you'll uh, toast. I mean, you'll you'll bake. Yeah, up there. Well, and here you would even. freeze. You know, if it was, you know. Right. Even if it's like 40 degrees where we're, if 30 degrees while we're hunting, we're constantly moving and taking breaks here and there, sure. And we might have to hunker down for an hour or two, but. Yeah, if you're layered up and got a whole system on up there, at least me, I'm hot natured. I would bake, and by the end, by I mean, by daybreak, I'm usually just in my 150 gram base layer and a lightweight shirt. And that's about it. I so, mean, I prepared for like 30 degrees constant. Well, I mean, that's what and it I, is whenever I, you're riding up the mountain, right? And so for it to stay that way, I'm prepared for that. Anything colder, like if if we were hunting later season where it drops down cold and there's really bad wind, I'd probably be in some trouble. <clears throat> I just remembered my windshield broke on my floor. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I'm not riding with you. Just don't fix it. It's all right. You my don't have to have a windshield. The four layers of I ride a four I know. I'm yeah, I don't have a windshield on my side-by-side. I'll be all right. It works out just fine. Yeah, but your side, those four layers side-by-sides are faster than mine, so the dust factor is... Well, <laughs> get you one of them face shields, you'll be all right. All right, all right. Yeah, that's a good you point. Give one of them Rona face shields. It'll work, right? <laughs> Should. Keeps everything Keeps out. Rona out. Yeah. <laughs> good enough for dust, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so, you know, the gear aspect, yeah, we, uh, well, and I think that's good about when you do go with people that have been there before. My first year, I pretty much, Russell said, this is what you need to take, and I, I took it. Pat, last year, it was the same thing. I think right. I gave you a list, and well, yeah, everybody basically, it to a T. yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things that I personally take that was on that list that you probably don't need. But Right. Well, this year, I mean, we'll have stuff we don't need because, one, we can't have a fire. There's, there's some fires out there right yep. now. Um, and they put a burn ban for the next 30 days, which will include the time frame that we're out there. Um, Just let it fly. Just pop it. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Drink break. So we can't have a fire. Normally we have, we'll still take it. I mean, a chopping axe. We have some chainsaws. Uh, oh, speaking of that, electric chainsaws. Oh, yeah. Everybody's going out. The bees knees. Cut some wood. Just electric. Well, because we have some troubles out there with carburation sometimes on the carburetors of the chainsaws. So we can take a gas one to get everything running. We happen to have Mike that goes with us. He brought a electric chainsaw Dang. or battery powered, whatever you want to call it. And that was, yeah, absolutely game changer. Shout out to DeWalt. Yeah. Make sure you use bar oil. Yeah, just make sure you got bar oil on that. Thing. <laughs> oh my. That was a great story. story. <laughs> yeah. That's another little story That's for a, you. Yeah. But, no, we can keep going down these rabbit holes on these different day. stories. and I mean, it's every day we have, we laugh more than we do anything else. Uh, the money spent, I mean, of course, it, get, it can get expensive to do it. Especially but, your first year. Right. But... The memories for me, it's the memories and the experiences. They're literally, I'm not the big get all savvy, but it's it's priceless. I mean, the stuff I wouldn't, yeah, you're gonna make me cry. I take all my money, you can take my monies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's expensive, but it's it's actually really it's affordable comparatively to other states. You know, number one, compared to 
other states, Missouri and Colorado, are the closest <laughs> that you're going to get to <laughs> getting west. Compared to take your family to Disneyland, it's a uh, yeah, yeah. The park. I was supposed to take mine this year, and that that didn't happen. Obviously, oh, source of uh, should have bought a new bow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to be doing that soon, but it's not going to be the compound type. So, oh. uh, <laughs> um, but you know, you go out to another state that is over the counter. Colorado is not expensive compared to know. other states. Yeah, it. Is somewhere around seven hundred once you buy your your stamps and all that, and that is an expensive tag. Yep, especially when you're used to paying. What is our? I don't even twenty one dollars. I think especially with a ten percent success rate, bow right. hunting, right? Not cheap, and you know it costs money to get out there. Even if you just got in a truck with your buddy and drove, still going to cost money to get out there with for fuel, all your food, uh, everything that you got. You know, right. if you got to buy extra gear, it, it is expensive. Sure. But, you know, my pitch to people that are even thinking about going out west is, when else are you going to do it? It's You're not, not getting an, any younger. It's not an old man's game. I mean, my dad yeah. My dad goes with us. He's 60. I'm in trouble if I don't get it right. 63 right now. Turned 64 this year. He'll tell you, you know, everybody says, well, when I retire, I'm going to you know, do a trip. It's not an old man's game. If you want to go and do, I mean, it, it's very much so you need your legs under you. You need be in good health that's something to consider do it while you're in good health even from being 19 when i 19 20 when i first went to being 25 there's a big difference in that short amount of time yeah that you don't realize and life doesn't get slower for people i mean you know you're having a young family uh you think i'll do it when stuff slows down the kids get older it never slows down I mean, I just yeah. had a daughter turn 13, and it, I guarantee you it doesn't slow down. So. If anything, it gets more and more busy. Right. I mean, my kids, my daughter, she's, she was in kindergarten last year. She's in first grade this year. She's got stuff going on all the time, and, you know, little man, he's getting bigger. You just always have something going on now. Well, Mike, for instance, is going with us. His middle son, Kellen, my nephew, uh, his senior football night is going to be, if they get to play all the corona and crap. Right. Is going to be while we're gone, so I think he. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you posted. I think there might be some drastic measures to make sure uh, yeah, Dad gonna, does not miss uh, Senior Night there. Yeah, that's gonna so. be that's that's a tough, tough pill to swallow on that one. But yep. what a weird year, you know. Their their Senior Night's gonna be the second game of the season, mm-hmm. so that you know they can hopefully get it in if stuff changes. And so, in that case, yeah, it just so happens that I think that's like day three we're there, day two we're there. Uh, the senior night, yeah. Yeah, so Mike's going to have to take some steps to get home to watch his son play senior night and then get back here. But, yeah, but kudos to him. I mean, yeah. you know, you only have one senior night. Yep. So, you know, kudos for doing that. But uh, that, you know, I think, I guess the point is, it, it you can always make excuses not to go out west if you have thought about going or just you just go. I mean, there was several years that I, yeah, I mean, injuries – there were several years before I actually said I'm going to go that I was like, well, eventually I'll go. And then Russell finally grabbed me by the neck. He's like, why don't you just freaking do it? So I did it. Yeah. But, I mean, we all have the stuff's going on. I mean, Russell's been dealing with a shoulder problem. I've got some knee issues right now. And I think the other day I, you and I were talking, Russ, and I just finally said, if I have to drag the damn thing up the mountain I'm going to, you know. Yeah, I'm going either gotta way. got to go, right? I'll cut it off of you. I might have to have that. Right. It's it's actually feeling pretty good today, so hopefully it stays that way. Well, I got actually, that. actually, this year was supposed to be my first year. 
I told my wife for my the year I turned 30 was going to be the year I went. I went a year earlier. I'm really glad I did. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. 30 minutes. Oh, man. It was three hours and 30 minutes. What's what's cool about that? See, I, me and Micah had no idea who shot. Yeah. All week, because we have walkie-talkies, I guess you'd call them. But where we're hunting, it's so thick and deep, dark timber that you get 100 yards away from each other, and you can no longer communicate with those. And we have good ones. Well, it, and it cuts in and out, so you're hearing bits and pieces, yeah. and you right. don't know who shot it, what yeah. they shot, or... Yeah. Did they shoot themselves? You know, I mean, we had no idea. And, yeah. and just so everybody knows, we just use them just to communicate, just for safety. We reasons. turn them on yeah, we check every in. two hours. Yep. We yeah. try to check in and make sure if anybody's got anything down and make sure everybody's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, which almost never works, but we try. <laughs> yeah. We try. So, well, it did work for Pat last year. Yeah. Now, like for Micah and I. We could hear. We could hear. Well, we could hear bits and pieces. And so we checked in at like nine or whatever it was. And. We heard Roger say something about an elk down, and we, I actually thought Roger had shot one. Right. And Micah and I were the furthest away from Pat and Roger than any group, I guess you'd call it. We were the furthest east, and they were the furthest right. west on but our— But elevation plays a big key there to get radio signal. Sure, yeah. So, you know, we didn't—for most of the day, I actually thought Roger had shot his elk. Uh, and then come find out, Patrick— Cause- <laughs> Didn't I, didn't I tell you to stay put till we figured out what was going on? Yeah, we so I could hear better than you. We heard you, and then we never heard anything after that. So yeah. we, we struggled to find Pat and Raj, and I said, "Give me a Ric Flair." Knew <laughs> 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 right where he was. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's crazy how you can just get separated from each other so yep. easily in that stuff. Uh, it's so thick and dark, and which I mean, kind of brings to the next point. It's so thick and dark, easy to get separated. We choose to hunt in pairs with eight hunters that go. Nine people, eight hunters. We split up in, obviously, four four groups of two. Yep. Uh, one, it helps with calling situations. Uh, and also the safety factor. Just, I mean, you're out there. In sound. Mm-hmm. You're right. Four people trumping through the eight people trumping through the woods. Yeah, and then usually throughout the week, there will be a group of three, like someone yeah, you want to go. Oh, yeah. And we're not always... There was a group of eight one day. There was. Yeah. That was and we called in hunters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the morning I puked, wasn't it? I don't remember. Was it not? Where we were. I don't keep track of your bowel movements. <laughs> that wasn't a bowel movement. That was a puking was a movement. came out the other end. <laughs> but, yeah, the, uh, we don't always go. I mean, the first couple days we might, we all eight of us might be on the same mountain. But after that, there's a lot of. Different drainage, you know, different, yeah, yeah, different moving and trying to find them. You know, the, the the hard part about when we go, we go as early as you can possibly go. So the elk typically aren't real vocal, and it's it's can be difficult to find them because they're not bugling. It's warmer. And you last know, year it was literally the most hunters. I mean, compared to the, obviously, I don't have too much experience, but there it's was a lot more. Yeah, a lot the, more hunters last year than there no was doubt. ever before. been there in the past. Eight years. Hey, Andy. I called in the same two we, people. Yeah. <clears throat> four times? Four times. That was awesome. Yeah. I said that in one of our other... We should feel proud that we... Doug flutied somebody? Uh, sort of, because <laughs> it was no... It wasn't bugling. It was no, cow it calling. No, cow calls. But, uh, same two guys, two days in a row. They were locals. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get some crap about that. <laughs> At maybe. least they said... I, yeah. Uh, and they were nice guys the first oh, time yeah. we actually talked to them, and... Um, 
and then the next time I think we just stayed put and yeah. let him move on. But it, uh, yeah, last year for sure was a there was a lot of hunters, it but was. that's. If you just got to remember, it is public ground. Everybody has the same right to be there, yep. and you just you well, just you get, roll with the punches. And oh, yeah. I mean, and that's what we did. We we started out on that mountain that we usually go to. We hunted there a few days. Realized this mountain was getting beat up by everybody, so we, that's when we decided to move around. And we found another few good spots that we're going to check out more this year. It's further back in, potentially less people out there, and you know we might have a better shot at something. And they're predicting this year, some of the articles you're reading, people you're talking to, a lot of hunters. Because people really? aren't able to get out and about and go on, say, family vacations because of corona. But you're able to do outdoor activities. Right. So, yeah. And also, a lot of other states are closing down their out-of-state hunters. Yeah. Idaho, does see something about Idaho, Idaho, I think I they think did. So. Yep. so I don't know which all ones, but I've heard So heard next that. year, if you want big deer and elk, go to Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is I thought, I personally was thinking the exact opposite. I was thinking, okay, well, COVID has just screwed this country up. Mm-hmm. So there might be a lot of people that aren't going to go spend that $700 to go hunt. That's another angle. I mean, so a lot of people could have been hit hard. Harder. Laid you know, off. Lost jobs. Most of us got lucky, you know, throughout this COVID that, you know, I kept my job. All of us did. And it didn't really affect us as far as that goes. A lot of people were not that lucky. Right. And I was kind of thinking the exact opposite. Well, why would you go spend, you know, at least $700 right. plus whatever is going to cost you to get out there? For hunting purpose, I hope you're right. For general public, I mean, I hope everybody yeah, is hopefully. doing generally well. But hunting hunting purposes, I hope you're, the, you're correct and we don't have as many hunters. Yeah, we'll find there. out. I mean. It is what it is. Public land. Yeah. You gotta roll with the punches, and it's, it doesn't make me any less excited. I can tell you that. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the time of year that I start getting almost giddy with anticipation. Anybody gonna? <laughs> <laughs> you know no, what I'm saying? Like, for, do not for well, elk season or for deer hunting. Like, what? I mean, what do you mean? There? Like, it's all yes, ro- it's all yeah. rolling right I mean, now. Yeah, so. I mean, all. Well, if you on. think about it, well, t- when we get back after that, what is it? I don't know when we plan to get it. It'll be like four days. Like yeah, yeah. we got like four or five Three days, or and then, days. Archery, then archery for deer starts Basically, by the time up. you're rested up, and you're ready to start hunting deer. But yeah. And right now, you're right. We're getting trail cam pictures of our deer. Um, we're packing for elk hunting. It has kind of, it, you're right. It's the kickoff to our fun time of year. Right. Yeah, like, a lot of people are looking forward to football season and all this, which I love football, but this is – our yeah. our football it you know we it's like it's it's finally here even though it feels like it just happened last time and it's right back but you know the summer gets pretty long sometimes mm-hmm. so uh i'm excited this summer was real long it did feel like it was really long well i mean i think that just has to do with everything that's been going right, on it's right. just it's a mess out there i mean yeah so even more uh more reason to go get outdoors to go right go disappear yeah you know. Yeah, don't gotta wear a mask out there unless you want to. <laughs> if well, there, if to there is a the sign on a tree as I'm going up into the dark woods that says "mask required," I'm gonna be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I, although I do have neck gaiters, so I'll be good to go. My face paint. Let's just face paint. painted all black. <laughs> I, I did get. Uh, I uh, refilled my Hardy face paint. Oh, so did I. You would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Got some more brown. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hardy. Yeah. Shout out to Hardy. Yeah, that's brown as shit. <laughs> <laughs> we should release that video. That was a kind of a funny yeah. video. 
Yeah. Or the one I'm making fun of your sister. Uh, your sister? Or my sister about... Uh, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was it? Cinegents? Yeah, my wife, she used to... I don't know. Oh, sell. you're talking about that one. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one I was thinking of. <laughs> what kind of a hotel is this? <laughs> yeah, my wife, she used to sell makeup or whatever, and she'd make all these videos and stuff like that, and Nathan took it upon himself to make one about... Removing face paint. Removing face paint. And, it was know. very informational. Yes, I'm sure it was. Hey, those makeup wipes were wonders. <laughs> just rub it off. That's what's awesome about Hardy. You just, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Let's talk about it a little bit. We kind of touched on it, but uh, strategies. I mean. Strategery. So we get, I guess, should we, should we break down our day a little bit to get to that point? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a good idea. That. So, so usually starts out. Four o'clock in the morning, we wake up. Well, you guys do. Well. Yes, you are literally the last person out of the bed <laughs> every, every time. Day. Every time. <laughs> but besides that, we wake up. Albert's already got us a kick-ass meal ready. Oh, man. He, I, I swear, the, the dude can cook, and he treats us way too good out there. We yep. always got a really good breakfast. We get our meals usually prepped for the day, whether what because we always take our lunch with us. Which usually, I mean, most of us are... Some yeah. type of cold meat sandwich, maybe yeah, peanut or and jelly. Peanut, peanut butter and jelly. You and throw your snacks in there. Gushers. Refill your water. Gushers are key. <laughs> gotta have them. Gushers. I'm a big. I I gotta. I have chocolate. I gotta have chocolate, chocolate. out on the mountain. I love that chocolate. But anyways, and then start our ride. We usually. What does it take? About an hour or hour and a half. Yeah. So on the quad. for everybody listening, we take our quads up to a trailhead. We'll call it, and that's usually about an hour long ride, depending on where we're going. Yeah. How fast you drive? Yeah. How many people are in front of you? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Don't get in front of us. <laughs> of Russell. Yeah, of Russell mainly. But yeah, and it was we... worth screwing my power steering up <laughs> yeah. and a wheel. Smoked a tree stump. <laughs> <laughs> but you also killed an elk that day. Killed a bull that year. Yep. Heck yeah. That's what it took. First one on the mountain. That's yeah. why. <laughs> right. And we're usually, uh, when we get to our trailhead, we're usually um, still dark. Right. This is the hope. And we're walking and we get into the dark timber. Still in the dark, and then we kind of wait for the sun to, because because you can't see anything. Well, you can't see anything, and also you don't want to walk up the mountain because in the morning the thermals are going to be coming down. So you want that wind to be hitting you in the face, right? As you're walking, yeah, up. that's exactly what you want. I, but you just you, want to be able to see the elk, right? That too. <laughs> you yeah, don't you want to push elk in the dark. Yeah, you don't want to see him. Blow through well, him, and then yeah. right. right. So it's you want to be working up while you can see, right? Yeah. So, which typically works. I mean, there's been mornings where we're walking in and it's, hey, that sun is way up there. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. it'll happen. But, yeah, then so you normally you walk up until, I don't know, around 10 or so, 10 o'clock, and then you kind of hunker down a little for Just a while. Just depends on when that wind shifts. Yeah, you're kind of waiting for the thermals to change and you want to hunker down and figure out a plan. And So, I did not bugle until last year. Last year was the first time. I thought, which they kind of are pushing season Colorado back a little later. Which is good. I Last like year was the first time I got elk to bugle. And I bugled, I mean, I, they vocally responded, which was awesome. And I, I think, think we all was, heard that bugle, too. We all heard bugles. Well, didn't something. Russell and Brandon saw him? Yeah, didn't? we called one in to about 40 yards, but he gave us a slip. Yeah. But he, that's he, the hard he was part screaming, is, man. Yeah. So you all heard it. bugles the first day. First yeah, day. Yeah, it was yeah, the first was day. It. Roger and I did not hear Bugle first day. Okay. We didn't hear one till. Well, you were definitely like further down. Day. You, you were definitely further down yeah. than us, so I can see that. Because it, it would 
and when we say we split up, we're probably a few hundred yards away well, at some I mean, point. At first, some point. Probably when we start, it starts out a few hundred yards, and then everyone yeah. keeps going. And it keeps going. Yeah, fading. getting bigger. Yeah. You end up getting, I mean, a mile probably from point to point away from each other. Which is a day's walk. I mean, in dark timber. Yeah. The downfall the out there. Which, oh, oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Was not ready. No, but you'll never be ready for that deadfall. That no. stuff. Which Sometimes I run and jump fires. over. Yeah. Which is why they're having the fires out there that they're having that's so bad is the beetle kill causes deadfall, and that lays there. I mean, it, it, the weather out there helps it preserve, and it's just like a torch once it, once it lights yeah. off. It just goes and goes. And right goes. now, that one big fire is 130,000 acres. Yeah. So one thing, I was we talking about strategy, Micah. One thing, and I wish I could give him credit for it. I do not remember who it is, and, and I wish I could. But the some YouTube videos I watched last year, uh, this guy that has some videos out about calling to silent elk. And those are some strategies we kind of used a little bit, and then the bugle worked, and then I – but it's, <laughs> it's kind of calling to elk that aren't vocal at the moment. And so you try to sound like a herd or at least some elk that are together – so you might be a, a couple cows and calves, even a young bull that's with them that, you know, tries to rip something off but doesn't sound very good. And it, it makes maybe some of those bulls that are in groups curious, and they might come check you out silently, though. And that's right. what's difficult. So that's one of my strategies is to try to use more of that calling to silent elk if they are still silent mm-hmm. when we're out there. But that could change. I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping we just hear bugles all the time. But oh, that'd be cool. Was I that, just don't think that's going to happen. Is that we Brian go. Call? I do not know. I can't remember. I wish I could remember. I looked. I tried looking it up on YouTube again today before we did this and couldn't find I, it. I've listened to the a podcast. They were talking about the same thing, and I can't remember who it was either. Well, if he, I mean, I listen to like. Four, I wish, like I said, I wish I so. could give him credit because it makes hundred percent sense when I was watching it, and yeah, that, that makes sense. And and I was doing some of those things unknowingly last year, where I would call, walk fifty yards, and then I would. I was by myself at that time, and I would just sit, and, you know, wait for a while, and then, you know, they might come check you out. But um, well, I mean, first year I went, and we we called in a silent bull, screwed it up too, and we shut screwed, your we, mouth, Russell. We, <laughs> <laughs> we did. I mean, we did. I mean, I was obvious. I mean, we uh, we were in the. We I was, screwed nothing up. I screwed. Yes, screwed it up. I'll give you that. I mean, I, but I was following your lead. But anyways, yeah, we. We were doing a little cow calling, walking up the mountain, and no, no, up. we hadn't called at all. No, we were cow calling. <laughs> were we? Yes, we were. When we saw him from like a hundred yards away, we didn't see him. That, just that one movement. <laughs> I don't remember that part. You remember that? I just remember when he was twenty yards. Yeah, yeah. And he took off running. We'll yeah, so you don't remember? Okay, out. so yeah, we. I, you are right. We were doing a little bit of calling and then walking, and then remember, I thought I saw a flash. Maybe. Like 100 yards up up the Vague, mountain. Vaguely. And then we side-hilled, and we got set up. And the big thing out there is the freaking squirrels they sound like sound elk. Like elk. <laughs> they Sometimes. throw pine they cones throw at pine you. They throw pine cones at you. I mean, they're dicks. Yeah. They really are <laughs> dicks. And so, yeah, we were set up, and we thought we had this beautiful, uh, what do you call it, setup. Sat- it was a saddle. We and were on one side of the saddle. He was on the other and well, we were hoping that's we where he thought, was coming from. We thought, it, we thought he was a, you know, an elk anyways. And then we waited a while, and we were like, okay, nothing's there. Yeah. If we, if it would, you know. It I was, got impatient. It was, yeah, we got impatient, and we literally took 
two, three steps. You were in front of me, and you look, and you're like, stop. And he was right there at 20 yards. Coming you know, right. Come right at us. He spotted us right away and bolted. Yeah. So Which sucks. You know, it would have been, what, a seven-yard shot probably, probably where he was we, coming. If, yeah, it would have been perfect. He would, would have been coming right behind a tree. I mean, it would have been great. You say seven or seven? Seven. Seven. Oh. I'm just sitting here thinking. She know her? The people <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> There's people out here, if, if there's somebody listening to this that actually knows what they're doing elk hunting, like, these guys are idiots. Probably so. Probably. Uh, well, but we, I'm going to tell you this. Anybody that thinks they're a perfect elk hunter, or hunter in general, and has never screwed up, is a freaking liar. Oh, man. Not... I mean, every, even amazing elk hunter has has made mistakes. Uh, just like the one I just talked about, everybody in this room, except for Pat, you freaking jerk, has made a mistake elk hunting. Right. I mean, it happens. But what was cool is because of the the group of guys we go with, and I'm partial, but I do think we're we're decent hunters. Russell, not an hour later, killed his bull mm-hmm. that day, and so uh, we're you get, were by we're yourself, were you better. not? I mean, yeah, I was by myself. Had half of it broke down before you guys showed up. Yeah, we just happened to stumble upon you, basically. But uh, well, we don't. I mean, you can do. Everybody can do it their own way. We chose not to get a guide. We chose not to do all these things. We, you know, we chose not to, to go in public instead of this, but to do it ourselves, um, as opposed to like being, you know, pay for a guy to it. And then that, to me, that's part of the fun is figuring it out. Is right. just, I realize I could go have more success, get somebody to show me how to do it. I like figuring it out myself. Sure. But if you're a guy that wants to shoot one elk, put it on your wall. By all means, this is not a way to do it. Yeah. No, do, don't do that. Or, oh, don't do it this way because. If I it, plan on going on this trip for the foreseeable future every year. If you're a person that wants to make that, you know, hey, I check this off my bucket list. I'm going to do this once and move on to something else. You might want to spend the money, get a guide. Somebody knows what they're doing because we don't. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and go out there and do it that way. But The only uh, thing, I mean, yeah, I love what we do. The only thing I wish that we could do, it'd be nice be able to have that money and or have a place that mm-hmm. we could go out and actually get like the full experience as far as oh no we'll just call it private land some we we had not the, pressured yeah no right. not pressured elk and try it that way and see how yeah. successful we not are. pressured and screaming their heads off right I that, mean, because that, that place is Arizona huge... <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for the day that I have one just screaming at me from 50 yards away you know just having that. I will probably poop my pants. It's intense. <laughs> yeah, I say Russell's about the only one that can. I've had last year two of them were screaming, but they were a good ways away. I think Russell's the only one that's had one visibly screaming at him. Yeah, that's about. Well, he finished at 40 yards. Yeah. Here's another thing people have to understand. We, we, we say we suck, which we might. Who cares? Um, we're hunters. That's what hunting is. It's about experiences. But if we suck so bad, how come every year we see elk? multiple days all the time there are a lot of people that never see an animal when they well, last year is my worst year seeing elk the year before i see i you see better take that back knock on wood you are right you, yeah, freaking you are jerk. right because uh we went out rifle season one time and seen zero elk <laughs> yeah zero elk. we figured okay we're seeing these elk far enough away we'll fix that we'll go out rifle season same spot same place no elk yeah hell they, they move yeah, Archery listen. hunting and rifle hunting, you got to focus on two different zones. Yeah. They're, they're totally different animals. Yeah. Elevations, yeah. 
But I, I think that's almost a, a success in itself is when you get to see that animal. Oh, yeah. My first, I mean, dude, Pat, awesome. I can't even believe you actually were able to shoot that cow last year because. Me either. The first elk <laughs> I ever saw, I was with Russell my very first year. Um, we got up to a certain spot. Russell sent me a different way, and I was maybe 80 yards away from you or whatever. I uh, went to the bathroom. <laughs> I found a log, and then I'm on my way back, and I see a bull walking away from me about 60 yards away. And as soon as I saw him, it, it was like I froze and jaw dropped. And it's quiet. Yeah, and he didn't I didn't hear a word. And it's just like this ghost. And so I wouldn't have been able to shoot him if I even was five yards away because my jaw was on the ground. I don't even know if my bow was in my hand anymore. Did I drop it? You know, so that's. <laughs> Just seeing them is uh, a win in my book. My first one, I whiffed. <laughs> hey, at least you shot. I had a chip shot and blew it. High in the trees that uh, I think I had to reach up. <laughs> it, went, <laughs> it went over the elk and off the side of the mountain, found in a tree later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's But that's what's cool about you, you learn from stuff like that. I mean, I learned from the very first elk I saw, you know, Russ, you learned from trials and tribulations from years past, and then you know what? Two years ago, when you killed your bull, it was it was a different it was a different game. I mean, that's different scenario. That's no. hunting. Each year's different. They all are in different spots for doing different things. Uh, well, you got to find the sign, hunt the sign. You know, and just fresh signs is a big key. Pat's pointing to a spot in the map and go. I'm a, I'll go right there and kill. He's getting cocky is what he's doing right now. No. We have one. Yeah, I, t- I gave him the spot. You did give him the spot, <laughs> and it worked. The worst thing is I gave her. Your dad goes, I was like, Roger, we're here. He goes, yep. Andy sat there last year. I'm going to go sit there. And I said, okay, Roger, where'd you sit last year? And he goes, over there. And I said, I'm going to go sit there then. <laughs> the same spot we've had really good luck opening day. It's just a weird, just oddity spot that we stumbled upon one year. We had four bulls come through opening day. Could not get a shot at them. They were just so close to us. I did. Russell, Russell ended up. <laughs> was that that same year? It was. Yes. It was the same group yeah. before. Same yeah. Group. Yep. Russell ended up getting shot a few days later. But uh, the next year, we had two cows. Opening day, same spot. So the third year, Pat goes opening day, same spot. And it's, within, it's in between the hours of 9 and 10 o'clock. It was about 9. Same spot. Yeah. And they come out of this drainage. They, and feed up the one, hill. Well, Pat came from this the opposite one came way, but above us. every other one has come the opposite direction. But same Coming. spot, same time frame. If you're sitting there, it's worked three years in a row. In a row. So uh, I think I'm going to foot race somebody to that spot this year. <laughs> and you are six foot six, so yeah. you will probably beat whoever. But I think that that's what you you learn from those. Um, I get what do you call them? Those mistakes, and yeah. everybody's behind everybody. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, you don't go out there to be selfish. No, you know what I'm saying. It, it's how many years ago when you, when we, I mean, we all went up the mountain that last day. Every single one of us to to search for that bull that Russell had shot the day before, and unfortunately, as soon as Russell shot it, it started pouring rain, and he no never he couldn't trail. find the arrow. So the next day. Uh, six of us how many of us i think it was five, five of us five all go up this horrible you know side of a mountain to get and and basically grid search the entire face of a mountain 
to try to find this this animal for for us and it was it was because any one of us would do that for anybody else right and that's what's i like about it is i know that if something happens this year and i shoot one and i need help if i can get a hold of people mm-hmm. they're going to be there to help me yeah probably yeah, oh, yeah. I, I really hope you help me track some blood this year. I'll be honest with you. It'll be I'm, awesome. I'm not worried about the track job. I'm just worried about getting them off the mountain. Uh, <laughs> that, hey, that's not that'd fun. be even better. That's rough. It no, is rough. out. If you're not ready for it, it's going to kick you. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's doable, but it's it's the worst fun you'll ever have in your life. That's for sure. Yep. So That's where it pays to be a little shorter. Get that low center of gravity. Yeah, but you also got to... Jump over four foot logs yeah, that laying on the ground. <laughs> I just kind of like roll over them, or he just goes under them. That's yeah. where a good pack though makes a huge difference. You guys, besides everyone, everyone else besides me and Micah, run an exo pack. We run this Alps, Shout which out to Alps. yeah, Alps. I love Alps. I mean, my Alps is yeah. Oh, they're solid packs too. But no. uh, the ability to haul meat and to have things sit properly on your body, you know, carry the weight right. Um, if you get an elk in there, you're talking, what, 70, 80 pounds maybe? On your back. That, yeah. I, honestly, you're talking however much you can stand. I mean, a regular-sized bull, you're, I guarantee a one boned-in quarter is, is a, all of 90 pounds. It, it's it's literally however much you can stand to carry down that mountain. I mean, yeah. that you're going to make multiple trips or you're going to have to have multiple people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got lucky. I mean, no offense. I mean, everybody would have shot it, but Russell's bull, it was a smaller bull. I mean, we were able to get all of it on three of our packs. And, I mean, it was terrible. I mean, it really was. Yeah. But we got it done. And that and took, then, but it still took three of us. Yeah, it took three of us with heavy packs. Yeah. And then with you, how many people do you have? Four. Four. Yeah, four. four. And and it was a – you shot a cow. And right. what, what were you thinking? Was that a – it was a big cow? It wasn't. Eh, no, it wasn't a big cow. Okay, so I mean, it wasn't okay. huge. We ran into issues is insufficient packs. Yeah. yeah. So I was running a – Tenzig 4000 or whatever it was, and it had a meat compartment. Well, I couldn't fit a rear quarter in it. Right. It'd been it great just, for a white tailed deer. Right. It just physically would not deer. fit a rear quarter. Mm-hmm. A front quarter fit perfectly fine, but that was it. Yeah. So Andy was able to carry a rear and a front. Shout out to Alps. That's right. right. <laughs> On my Alps back. And Thank you. Mike had another Tenzing. But there was no meat compartment. Mm-hmm. So we... Which we thought there was. We thought there was. So we used mule tape and a trash bag <laughs> and tied this rear quarter to his pack. And it did not work at all. Yeah. And it Roger was... Unbalanced. Was, right. And Roger was running a... Backpack. Walmart deer hunting <laughs> backpack. And had an, probably an 80-pound, like, burger meat, neck meat... It was all the neck meat. Pack bag strapped like we just got loins neck meat and loins strapped it to it and it was awkward like i was walking behind roger doing this we kind of, just kind of holding hey, just trying hey, to keep it centered. hey pat there's a podcast i can't see your hands whatever <laughs> <laughs> you all can see what hands. a rookie but i was just trying to balance it because i could see it shifting well that's so the, i push it back I mean, the other way the, that's the I gotta say, probably the number one thing when it comes to packing meat, you don't want that stuff shifting. No, so no side to side. You, no. yeah, you do not want it going side to side. So whatever you do, get something that's got some good straps that you can I mean, tighten it down. I was comfortable, but I was only carrying the front quarter. Right, right, and it wasn't moving. Right, yeah. I mean, and I kind of felt bad for everybody else. The pack's important. 
But you, can you have the lighter pack? Can you <laughs> everybody? Just, I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah, the guy who killed the elk had the lightest <laughs> pack. Drinking. Can you get by? Like, can you get in your your truck and jump in and go and and make it happen with just a backpack? Yep. Yes, you can. You can make it happen. I mean, you Life's might be going to suck for four yeah, days, and you might be making multiple trips up the mountain, but you can make it happen. Right. Yes, it's easier to go spend the money on a, a good uh, meat packing pack, and there's all kinds of. I mean, yeah, I like my EXO. EXOs are a little more pricey. Alps is all. There's all kinds of different price uh, points. Price points um, in different sizes. I mean, there's Kafar. There's all kinds of. Yep. Mystery Ranch. I mean, you can you can find them. Yeah, they can cost. You can, you can probably get into one for two hundred bucks. Mo, yeah, most likely. I mean, I the, think well, the Alps is two thirty that I have two hundred thirty bucks. Yeah, I bought mine actually. I bought mine. A guy won it at some deal or whatever, and he already had a pack. So I I think I found it on Craigslist or something like that. Yeah, I you did. It was like 160 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can find deals out there too. What's your time worth? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And your and your knees pain. and your back and your yeah, you know. I can promise you this: once we got Russell's bull down off that mountain, there's no way in hell I was going right back up. Nope. That yeah. that moment, you know. So we got that entire elk off the mountain in one trip because we had the ability to do it. Yeah. Um, or you have multiple guys that, <laughs> you know. But if it's just you and a buddy and you're both running around with Walmart packs, no problem with that. You but can do it. That might be suck. the. The first biggest thing I'd recommend is good boots. The second biggest is a good pack. Mm-hmm. Third, trekking poles. Fourth, I, for packing for out. If you're meat, packing out, yes. having trekking poles. For just going. Yeah. Don't, I, do not, if you have them, do not leave them at camp. <laughs> I have not I have not purchased trekking poles yet. Yeah, I still haven't messed with it. Yeah. I figured if it's that bad, I'll grab a stick and <laughs> whittle something up real quick if I have to. But you know, whittle. Did you say whittle something? Yeah, <laughs> I whittle. I, I wish you know, I had whittle and wood. Year. Didn't uh, didn't me give you my freaking poles? Yeah, I Roger, used one and Roger, Roger used the other. One. Yeah, I mean, that, if I didn't have that, I, I'd have felt because the weight was pushing me down. That we're walking down the mountain, and the weight was was pushing saying, me. high center of gravity. See what I mean? Something to stabilize. If you're going over a log with all that yep. weight, just one one stick to get you stable. Well, like, I, if I I'd have had my stick, I bet it would have helped. Andy a little better, and it would help Mike yeah. as well. I would, I would have been okay because I had the lightest pack, but that's just because my the dude sucked. shoots a cow thirty minutes <laughs> into his first year, and then it was three and a half gets hours. other people to carry most of it down. I, we didn't have. Oh, how'd you do it, man? <laughs> sounds like a win-win. I think we forgot to charge him our guide fee. <laughs> I know. Gosh, but but I think the point we're trying to get crossed in this episode is. Have good friends. Yeah, have have fun times. Like, right, yeah. yeah, we are. We wanted to do this this show about elk hunting, and and we know we've done, gosh, like multiple shows already about elk hunting in the state of Missouri. Right. Sorry. I mean, about this that. is crazy. But number one, it's what we love, and I mean, it's a huge part. It's of a huge our, part of what yeah. we who we are. We wanted to do this show because I mean, we are excited as hell about. 10 days from today, or what is it? Yeah, we leave in 10 days. Well, the group of people that started this podcast are the group of people that go elk hunting. A group of people hunt deer together. We, we, we share our hunting stories together, and this is a major part of it for us. And hopefully you guys can get the same experiences in whatever type of hunting you guys do, whether it's deer camp, turkey camp. Fishing. Fishing camp. Uh, you do fishing that? camp. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I don't, think it's called that. I don't, I don't think know if it's called fishing, that. But... Fishing trips. Sorry. Yeah. Fishing trips. Yeah. But uh, and whatever it is... You, 
is a good man. Whatever it is that you do, find the people that you enjoy doing that with and experiences like, you know, elk hunting for us. Elk hunting for us has turned deer hunting and other, you know, our coyote stuff we do and all the different yep. stuff we do together that much more fun. Yeah. You know, because it's it just builds off each that other. That camaraderie you keep talking about, Micah, you know, it built yeah. that that camaraderie. So that's that's why we do. I mean, that's why we started this freaking podcast because it's we wanted to talk about hunting. We talk about this shit all the time, anyway. Yeah, so might as well record it, and hopefully somebody maybe learns something or at least has a little bit of enjoyment out of it. So I doubt they're gonna learn anything. Might. Probably not. Wait, <laughs> wait till deer season, then they're gonna. Learn. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna learn today. <laughs> You're gonna learn today. <laughs> Is uh, so Colorado uh, has the uh, the bear tag. The add-on bear tag for a hundred dollars. Well, I've done that. I did that last year. Is it, yeah. Anybody else going to do that this I year? I don't think I'm going to do it this year. If I yeah. if I kill something, I'm I. Well, can you go back and buy it? No, I think you got to buy it before. Well, uh, you, you can't. You have to go to the Department of Conservation's office after season has started and buy it. Uh, you can buy it before season at whatever you know your Walmart or your co-ops or whatever. Right. And it's a limit per unit. Like it's a the once they meet that quota. Right. It's done. I don't think I'm going to buy one this year, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think I'm going <clears> to, <throat> if I kill something, I'm going to tag along with somebody else afterwards right. and what either try to do. film it or whatever. Yeah. But Which Russell's taking a camera. I'm taking a camera. Yeah, video camera. camera. Uh, so, I don't know. My thing is I'm going to hunt first, film second. So Yeah. Yeah. My camera will consist of my cell phone if it comes to that. Cause right. hey, that's, probably that's all I've got. Taking the tactic Mine's my stabilizer. I just gave you a stabilizer yesterday. I don't know if I'm going to use it yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's but lucky. It's a lucky stabilizer? Yeah, it killed an oak last year. My God. <laughs> you are insufferable, sir. <laughs> God. But I've been through two bows since then. So. Uh, I was there when you threw your other bow. Which one? We, we, bear? we, me, you, and the Micah. New, were, you throw shoot. multiple bows? Are you a child? No shit, dude. I'm. Me and Micah and Pat are at a 3D shoot together, and I don't know. We were close was it to the, the stone end. bear, the, the kuma that I had. Yeah, and you, oh, yeah. you had a bad shot, and you literally just launched it. So right. I'm done. Like, I'm <laughs> done. <laughs> like, well, I guess he's getting a new bow. <laughs> yeah. That me and that thing were having problems. You never got along with it. Is that's the same bow that you? Uh, when we got back home last year, you were walking to your tree stand and you caught the string on something and cut no, it. No, that's a different bow. The bow, the bow that I had in Colorado. I'll go year, through bows quick more than I've ever go through. Underwear. The bow I had in Colorado <laughs> last year, I cut the string the last day we were out there. Oh, okay. And then I gave that to my father-in-law and said, "Go restring it." And he never has. <laughs> I kind of want it back. <laughs> Be a good backup. Yeah, you know, I kind of want it back. That was a good one for what. 400 bucks that's a good bow yeah no but well anybody got anything else I mean we could do this all night I said we can keep going down rabbit hole after rabbit yeah. hole I mean, I mean this whole freaking show was a rabbit hole it is that's, that's a rabbit hole maybe that's the title of it rabbit hole rabbit hole woods and water better idea I was gonna say okay whatever <laughs> we can discuss this off air <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean long story short we were we were basically trying to get across that we're excited. We wanted to bring that excitement to you guys. That's the reason we started this podcast is because we love doing this stuff together and we want to bring it to people. So, And we hope that people 
they find a group of guys or just one other good buddy, it don't matter, and go do, go do, do something. Some, yeah, go do something different. I, I mean, mean you shit, don't have if you to don't stay know anybody. in this state. I've been looking at maybe going to Nebraska one year and going hunting, you know, the sand hills or something like that. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. So Out to put there, a bow on this, yeah. What we're hoping is that we we have we're probably going to have one more elk episode that'll kind of recap everything. Unless it was just so bad, I don't even want to talk about it. But which is um, possible. And there's a chance that if uh, we might record some stuff around, well, we don't have a campfire this year, but sitting around, you know, one evening, we might do some recording. We hope to have some Tales of the Chase episodes, uh, talking to somebody after their kill about the story. Um, so it, it could be more than just, and it might be a mini series. I have no idea. Um, we'll just we'll have to play that by ear and see what happens. But uh, when everybody's hearing this, we will be in the middle of our elk hunt with no uh, no service for two weeks, and we're excited about that. We will be having our normal episodes come out uh, every on time. Every every Tuesday, we'll have them ready to go before we leave. Um, so keep uh, listening to. We got another cool Tales of the Chase episode coming out. Yep. And we've got some another cool uh, trout fishing episode that'll happen while we're gone. So we really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we're having fun. We have fun with buddies now. I mean, I know it's me, my, myself, Micah, and Andy, but Russell, this is your second show on. Pat, this is your, your first one. First your and debut, last. baby. Oh, sorry. No, you're welcome <laughs> back. You're welcome back anytime. He's, he's welcome back. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, that's what it is. We This is a group of friends that are going to be on here every once in a while. So, um, Pat, thanks for coming on. For thanks first, for having me. For your first one. It's a good time. And uh, Would we, you say this episode was Elk Zero rating? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> can't get through one, can I? <laughs> Gosh. I was, just, I was ready to say goodbye, everybody. Yeah. I was just curious. I was pretty, pretty excited. Say that again. It was what? Elk rating. I think, Elk. I think <laughs> you changed it. Exhilarating. Hey, Listen, that works too. Elk exhilarating, exuberant. I don't care. Reply to the episode releases and tell us how much you hate or love Andy's dad jokes. All three people are going to just love them. So yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, if that episode don't get you ready to to go home and get uh, everything packed up and ready to go, I don't know what does. I'm ready. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Let's do it. Yep. That's going to take a lot of mountain doing that drive out there. <laughs> mountain ops. Yeah. Mountain ops. Yeah, mountain ops. That, that definitely does the trick. It'll... That stuff works. Yeah. Save them for you. You can let me steal some this year, too? Saved a couple for All you. All right. So yeah. hopefully you guys got something out of that. It may not be informational, but... Uh, There's know. a little bit of information. Not much. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little. It's, it's definitely more of a fun... Yeah. podcast than anything but hey i think we, we kind of touched on it at the end of the actual podcast but the you know just get out there and do it do it with the people you like friends make memories but uh thanks pat yeah. thanks russell for yeah the, thanks for joining us no today guys just remember it works 60 percent of the time every time that's right yep that's what we got you here for the math <laughs> the math <laughs> i thought to myself what is the one thing this podcast is missing and it was math. Bad math. Oh, no, it's yeah. math. And I knew Pat could, could do that for us. So well, uh, my wife's a math through. teacher. You so came through, good. dude. That, well, then we need Alexa on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yep. Have a great day. Um,